Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. It's a pen name that I use here at LOL Sober. Uh, I am almost a year behind, but I finally watched the movie Elvis, which came out in June of 2022. Uh, it is up for eight Oscar nominations, and it's back in some theaters near my house, probably around your house, too. Um, so you'll be hearing more about it. And the star of the movie, Austin Butler, is up for Best Actor, and the movie itself is up for Best Picture. You may have heard a little bit about it recently because Austin Butler seems to have like adopted the Elvis Presley voice just in his real life. <laughs> so people were getting a kick out of that. Um, as you would expect, uh, there is a lot of drugs and alcohol in the movie, and that's why I am reviewing it here. I do these from time to time. Uh, if I see a addiction story a, that I think is worth talking about. So as I've done in the past, I'll give it a kind of a standard movie review that you could find almost anywhere else. But I will also say that I think addiction and recovery are shown in the movie. In this case, there is no recovery. Uh, I hope I'm not <laughs> hope I'm not spoiling anything here for people. But Elvis Presley died a pretty ugly death at age 42 on his bathroom floor. Uh, the official cause of death was cardiac arrest, but that's kind of dubious. Uh, a lot of people have picked at the toxicology reports ever since then. Multiple studies over the years have said that drugs were a significant part of what killed Elvis Presley. Uh, one lab, I think, uh, according to Wikipedia, one lab found 14 different drugs in his system. All right, so the movie itself. I was pretty underwhelmed. Um, it's glitzy. It's glamorous. It does some very cool visual things. The director is Boz Lerman, who is an incredible director. Um, I thought Butler is quite impressive as Elvis, including his musical performances. It's it's impressive. He does a really nice job. You can tell he can sing, he can dance, he can do all sorts of everything. The amount of energy he had to put into playing Elvis. No wonder he's haunted by it a little bit um, because I bet he poured every single ounce of himself into what it took to portray such a megastar. As I watched it, I couldn't, I actually could not imagine another human being on earth doing a better job playing Elvis Presley. I, I can't even imagine anybody coming close to what Butler does. It's how good he is. Uh, Tom Hanks is in the movie. He's playing Elvis's controversial manager, Colonel Tom Parker, which I didn't know much about. Colonel Tom, uh, he is a total turd uh, of, a, of a person, or as portrayed in this movie anyway. Hanks has mostly gotten thumbs down from critics, uh, and I was thrown off the entire movie listening to he does this strange accent and voice, and it seems to come and go at times, so it was a little sporadic and... Um, a lot of people hated his performance. I didn't hate his performance as much as they did. I just thought it was bad casting. Like, I just didn't think, you know, Woody from Toy Story should be. <laughs> it just was fun. Um, but the story is oftentimes a mile wide and an inch deep. Um, Boz Lerman, he made the decision to try to tell Elvis's entire life in this movie. And it is a long movie. It's up over two and a half hours. Um, I think, you know, he, he told the entire Elvis story rather than one chapter, which is sometimes what these biopics like to do. Um, so this movie, it speeds through Elvis's life and 
you don't get it's pretty surface level you know a lot if you're trying to tell a legend story in two and a half hours it's hard to really understand character and motivations and stakes and all of these things and it also makes all the supporting characters along the way just kind of cardboard cutouts of real people there's people that flash in and out of this movie for a minute or two and you're supposed to understand the role they play in Elvis's life and it's not it just doesn't work uh, I do wonder I do wonder what kind of movie we might have gotten if the entire film was centered around one moment like for instance the making of his infamous Christmas album that was his um, comeback. Interesting. I wonder what two hours with that might have looked like. Um, but instead, we have a movie that covers four decades, and uh, it's pretty choppy. Um, now, let me address the addiction part of the story. Um, I like I like looking at movies. I like when when movies talk about addiction. I just I th I think it helps. It helped me when I was still active to. Both understand my addiction and also usually not in Elvis, but usually movies try to kind of hint at uh, there being a solution and there's no solution, unfortunately. In this one, um, I really thought this movie portrayed addiction in an accurate way and also a very affecting way. The tendency with Hollywood, I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. The tendency with Hollywood, whether it's TV or movies, is to simplify addiction stories down to very much like a one plus one equals two way. You know, script writers will, they'll take one traumatic event, like the loss of a loved one, a sexual assault, a painful divorce, and then voila, an alcoholic or drug addict is born. And um, in my experience, addiction is usually a lot more complicated than one singular bad thing that caused it all. I get why writers do it. You know, it's a clean, easily explained thing um, that audiences buy into, um, you can point to that and be like, well, his dad died. That's why he has an alcohol problem. Um, but in my life, I've seen addiction to usually be a complex mix of factors that all swirl together and team up and they cause the spiral into addiction. You know, you take any one of these singular things like your dad, your parent dying you know, there's so many people that their parents died and they don't become an alcoholic, right? And then there's some people whose parents don't die and they do become one. So it's like, it's really hard to just point to one car accident or cancer diagnosis. And that's where the addiction was born and began. With shows him um, with a lot of factors, you know, and they, they made sense to me. It shows him with some alcoholism around him as a kid and then we see him turn into a big star who needs the adoration of crowds. It fills him up, and his manager even weaponizes it during th throughout the movie. He just knows Elvis can't handle not having these crowds. Um, he needs Elvis needs these people to love him um, to fill that bottomless pit inside him. And as is usually the case, it certainly was with me. The bottomless pit can't be filled with anything external. You know, Elvis starts in on hardcore drugs, uppers and downers around the clock, and that doesn't work either. He has all sorts of, of affairs with that doesn't fill the void either. Um, with the idea that so many of us addicts try to feel complete, we try to reach for something. It was not Elvis Presley, but I always thought if I just found the right combination in my life, I wouldn't need drugs and alcohol. I would feel content. Um, 
And then when I began to go overboard on drugs and alcohol, I started to think, you know, if maybe if I if I do really well at my job and I have a great marriage and I have some money, then maybe I wouldn't need the drugs and alcohol anymore. And that wasn't really true either. I had a substance abuse problem. <laughs> you know, you could have given me anything and it wouldn't have made me stop drinking, I don't think. Um, it was a big cloudy mess in my head because it was a it was a it was a cloudy mess. It was substance abuse and overrating what romance or professional success could ever do for me. Um, trust me, now with some sobriety under my belt, I know that if I had the perfect marriage and was the absolute best in the world at my the perfect job for me, and I had an awesome house and and plenty of money. It wouldn't have mattered. I had a spiritual pit inside me that had to be filled with spiritual things. I needed recovery. It, it's, there was no external thing that was going to make it all okay. And, you know, like I said, unfortunately, Elvis never got a chance at sobriety. It would have been really interesting to see him, um, you know, get, and he died at age 42. And by all accounts, the movie, including the movie, he was suffering by the end. I can't say I love the movie overall. I'll give it like a, let's say a C um, overall, but I did think it did an impressive job capturing the concept of addiction and also, you know, something that I identify with, which is that m more is better. And with Elvis, more was not better. And because, because it was Elvis Presley, he was a king in so many ways, so much money, so many album sales, so much adoration and success, so much material stuff. So many people who loved him and took care of him because it was that level of somebody who, you know, more was not enough. It helped me when I watched the movie. It helped me. It was a boost to my recovery because it's a reminder. There's no amount of fame or fortune or romance that can ever make me complete. As we say, it is an inside job, not an outside job. So thank you for letting me share.